Hello, welcome to our leadership communication program here at the Red Friday organization. We have to start with a quick disclaimer and this is it. The skills and knowledge that we share here are no substitute for access to care and Red Friday accepts no responsibility for the actions of others, however well-intentioned. Whatever the policies or legislative realities are in your workplace, that's what's going to have to prevail. The skills developed here should be uh, used to guide people towards care when required. While we're doing that, we're building a psychologically safe workplace with a very low emotional threshold. Red Friday has developed this program for in people new to a leadership role or those entering leadership roles. And we believe that experienced supervisors might also benefit from the program as a skills refresher. In effective leadership uh, may come easily to some people, but even the best leaders' uh, skills can erode over time. Some statistics for you. In a 2019 survey of working Canadians, 75% responded that they would be reluctant or would even refuse to disclose a mental health issue to their employer or to a co-worker. They uh, also stated that they were nearly three times less likely to disclose a mental health issue than they would a physical one like cancer. And the reasons for it are fairly obvious. The, the belief that stigma around mental illness is going to influence their workplace is, is very real. Uh, they were fearful of being treated differently or judged and uh, fair, afraid that there could be consequences like losing their job or their standing in their community. On the plus side, of that statistic, 75% said that they'd be comfortable with a uh, and supportive of a coworker with a mental health issue. That's good news. And wait times for mental health support in Canada can, can really be significant. It's very common in some areas to wait 90 to 120 days for access to counseling or therapy. And uh, the more intensive stuff can take many months to get access to. The wait times can be long and the uh, coverage can be spotty and the cost can be very high as well. Uh, limited access to treatment and a lack of government funding really uh, gets in the way of people uh, getting better. And this is why many independently created systems have been put in place through benefits packages or through community services. So have an eye on your community, see what's available to you if you don't have access to a, a benefit package. It's well documented as well that uh, investing in health and wellness programs in a workplace have been shown to produce net cost benefits that are real. And uh, those things are, are included in things like increased retention and uh, employee engagement and, and morale. We believe this type of work is the right thing for employers to be doing. Some U.S. statistics, even more disturbing. Depression in the United States tripled in early 2020 as a result of the pandemic. The stats jumping from 8.5% of people who declared themselves feeling depressed to a whopping 27.8%. The research from Boston University indicates that uh, that number actually increased into 2021 and here into 2022 and is actually worsened to the point now where, where it's at 32.8%. So that is one in three Americans declaring that they believe they have a mental health issue. In a workplace, you should expect between 25 and 40% of all the people you're dealing with in a, in a modern workplace to have a mental health issue. And in workplaces that have high interpersonal conflict or lots of stress or substantial amounts of trauma exposure, 
you should really expect that half of your coworkers are struggling in one way or another. That's going to apply to you, your supervisors, the, your peer group, the people you supervise as well. And equally importantly, if, if the uh, public are coming to you for services, they will at least fit into that narrative and they'll be struggling too. Talk a little bit as we, we go through through this about the, the importance of, of introspection. And uh, it's important to take time while you're building your leadership skills, while you're making decisions. If you have time to make a slower decision, take time to make a slower decision. You don't always have to act right away. And an internal conversation about whether you're doing the right thing, whether you're serving you, whether you're serving the people you're there to lead, these are all things that are, that are actually well spent. So we encourage the quiet, reflective time. It's not waste of time. It's, it's development time. And, you know, in order to help others, you really do need to be physically and, and psychologically healthy. You may also have some unresolved issues from your childhood that can shape your beliefs and your behaviors. Uh, here's a little test that's very interesting on adverse childhood experiences. We encourage you to try it and uh, total it up. Um, we recommend that just like a, you know, a lawyer, dentist, accountant, that you should have an ongoing relationship with a mental health professional who sees you when you're in the green or the yellow. Don't wait until you're a complete mess to go and, and try to get some help. It's not as important for you to get to know them. What really is important here is for them to get to know you a little bit. So start doing that if you haven't already. And and also, if that ACE scale is over, over three, say, and you haven't spoken with your mental health professional about that time in your life, now as you're entering into a leadership role, now's probably a good time to, to have that conversation. You might find some, some good speaking materials in there. This program you're taking now is going to be particularly useful to public safety sector supervisors. But the skills and the content will work in virtually all workplaces. And spoiler alert, this stuff also works at home. In order to receive a certificate from us at Red Friday, you need to demonstrate some of these skills in a follow-up session. That session will be about two and a half hours in length. It'll be facilitated by one of our instructors. You'll have other students in the class and get to work on these skills. And it takes you a little bit out of the old comfort zone, but we all know that we're able to do stuff in real life that we've practiced in, in practice life. It's a good thing to do, and you're going to really feel good about it when you're done. The cost of that uh, second day is included in your course fees. We've split this program up into different modules so you can process them at your own speed. And you'll see that there's a, a thread of behavioral health that runs through the program. Uh, this is because your personal resilience and your wellness is tied directly to how effective you can be as a communicator. And also, when we know that so many people we're here to serve are struggling, we need to understand them to help them. Understand, not diagnose. So objectives on this program, um, the, the participants are going to practice establishing trusting conversations with, with team members and dealing with mental health issues as they come up. We're going to demonstrate effective communication techniques to respond to the effects of stress. We're going to talk about using tools to um, reduce the impact of stigma associated with mental health challenges inside of your team. We'll use uh, communication and crisis management uh, techniques to mitigate conflict and to promote meaningful, safe engagement through, through conversation. The leadership capacity module is going to explore the, the challenges of staying healthy while we serve others. It, it, it talks about the awareness that, of the vagus nerve that's critical to staying healthy. And we talked about meditation and breathing exercises. There's some really good stuff in there. 
that'll help you stay healthy. The leadership studies piece on building trust through servant leadership, that explores uh, different leadership motivations and what draws people into the role. And uh, it has a really useful trust building exercise that we want you to incorporate in your, in your role as a leader and uh, as a uh, advocate for workplace wellness. The leadership foundation piece on challenging stigma, we touched on that a little bit, but it does explore the false belief systems that we may have and helps you step up to reduce stigma in the workplace and, and builds out your role as an influencer. The leadership effective piece on understanding um, those that we're here to serve, it, it studies the stress response, the amygdala, uh, we can how we can build increased a sense of fairness in a workplace through asking good kind of questions. And we take some time looking at some of the behaviors that can that can cause issues in the workplace. The leadership communication skill module brings all of that stuff together to uh, help you effectively communicate. We discuss body language. There's a module on scarf theory, which I think you're really gonna like. Uh, we talk about safe conversations and how to afford, how to prop properly provide feedback, uh, your role in discipline and conflict resolution. We talk about uh, workplace crisis management and dealing with people who are struggling with, with chronic issues and while we guide them to, to get them some care and some help. We talk about all that good stuff. It, it really will uh, increase your capacity as a leader. The leadership best practice piece is about maintaining a psychologically safe workplace and introduces the national standard for psychological safety. That's a Canadian standard, but it's quite well written and, and you can find that you can apply it virtually anywhere. Uh, we talk about the role of peers in uh, a safe return to work, the support systems that you can build out through stress audits. We talk about other topics that are really just designed to keep people psychologically safe and engaged. So here's a little bit about me as your host. So my name is Dave Connor. I'm a retired command chief from a large metro fire department. I served for 12 years as a district chief. I was six years a captain before that. I've trained fire officers, many of them in, in leadership communication. Um, I've trained many teams in peer support and many individuals as well. I developed an occupational stress injury early in my career and there really was nothing in those days. So I started the peer support program for my fire department. Happy to say it's still functioning very well. And uh, here at Red Friday, we train departments in organizations in peer support teams. We teach individuals to be part of those teams if they want to take the program training on their own. And we do extensive leadership communication training as well. Uh, trust is something that you'll also hear a lot of as we go through the program. And it's very important to remember that people have the same need for trust in their, in their leaders, whether they're in an office or a sports team or on a fire scene. And if you're the kind of person who, who views yourself as a servant leader, who puts your people first, you're very much on the right track with this program here with us. And the purpose of the thing is that hopefully it helps make you into the kind of leader you would like to be following yourself. Thanks for watching. We look forward to seeing you again in the upcoming modules.